0: Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. At Coastal, we believe in changing and enriching lives through the power of the Word. We pray that this message would be a blessing to you. The, the year of God's goodness, so we've been talking about the goodness of His Word, and uh, I just want to continue to unpack that today for for us, and uh, it's stirred me, it's challenged me, it's excited me, and so... Because there's a war declared against the word of God, against the, 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 the understanding of the word of God. They're, they're trying to disprove it, disrespect it. They dishonor it. They're calling good, evil, evil, good. Um, um, I don't know what they're smoking out there, but it's rubbish because what they're saying is ridiculous. Um, but it's important that the word of God not be downgraded in our, in our life. Maintain the value and the importance of the word of God. and Don't be distracted by all these things and, and allow the questioning of the word of God come to you. Remain strong in it. And I hope today's word would just stir you and say to remain strong, stronger than ever before. And uh, as Jesus continually said to the devil, it's written, it's written. It's written. I may not understand this whole thing with my mind, but I know that God has written it and I want to be able to do that. So the word of God needs to remain our source, our compass, our truth. We need to hold on to it. Amen. Hallelujah. So we've been talking about different analogies that that the word of God's been um, used to explain the word of God. And so um, we've we've spoken about the word of God being bread. We've spoken about the word of God being water. And last week, Val did an excellent job unpacking um, the understanding of Christianity and churchianity. And, and it depends on what glasses you have. If you've been raised as believers and, um, in, in certain areas and certain, and, and certain denominations, you, you kind of get certain glasses on. And every time you read the scripture, you read them through those same glasses. Have you ever walked around with yellow glasses? Everything seems to be yellow. And so you may have blue glasses on, you may have religious glasses on, but we're trying to get you to not look through those glasses, but actually see the Word of God for what it is. And so when we do that, um, it, it helps us come, become free. And I know that there's certain religious things fell off people last week as Val ministered the Word of God. And so, yeah, we, so we've spoken about that, and today I want to speak about the, the Word of God being the breath of God. Breath of God, and so we understand that um, um, some of you fortunate ones, um, if you didn't go without any food, for you could most possibly survive um, maybe forty days. Some of us, though, we could go to eighty days, okay, without food. So um, and without water, depending on the circumstances where you find yourself, four to fourteen days you will go without water. But without breath, I'll give you four minutes, and then I'll start calling nine one one or we've gotta be doing mouth to mouth resuscitation because tell you what, but we have believers that are malnourished, dehydrated and oxygen depleted. And here they are jumping into a world that's hostile, that is anti-Christian, anti-Christ and we're trying to carry our little Christian flag without any resources, without uh, being hydrated, without being uh, f- fully, fully uh, fed and, and having air. We need to understand that we are in a hostile situation and you have no excuse for it, for being dehydrated, malnourished, and oxygen depleted. You have no reason for it. Amen. We have Kimberly running a Bible school that you can go there for free. You may get any, any qualifications for it, but you can get some information for it, all right? You, you can come here, Barry's Bible Study. You don't wanna miss Barry's Bible Study on, on Wednesday. There is a bunch of retired ministers in this congregation that would love to have coffee with you every week, every, every other week, once a month. You can share the Word and, and debate the Word of God, have Scripture, but, and there is devices that will bring the Scriptures to you and I need to emphasize that it's impossible to grow your faith without hearing the Word of God. Because Romans tells us clearly, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And so you we can't be found in this place. I used the illustration of this military man who decided to just veg out over his R&R, rest and recuperation, And when he went back to, to, to fight, they dropped him in the, in, the, in the war zone and he had to run 80 miles that night away from the enemy, and he was out of shape. Let me tell you, it's not if the enemy will come for you, it's when he'll come for you. And so it's, it's, well, I'm not shivering in my boots because it's written that I'm on the winning side. And I may take a few bruises, and I have a, 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 an armor that God's given me to, to wear, and he doesn't want it all nice and polished when you get to heaven. He wants it a little bashed and bented, bent in, dented, and scuffed up because you've been going after the lost. You've been going, after the, the, the going into the enemy's arena and bringing people to Christ. And he's gonna, he's, he's, you, gotta, you cannot just think you're gonna just push the kingdom of God into areas and the, and the devil's gonna play dead. Oh no, no, you're dreaming and you're smoking wrong stuff. It doesn't work like that. I just wanna let you know. I have enough scars to show you about that. So I'm gonna just land on the scripture here, 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture, I wanna just park there, all scripture. So don't knit and pick on scripture, all scripture. So yeah, I think God inspired that scripture. No, I don't think He inspired it. it. was just That was just John on a bad day writing that scripture. No, 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 all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instructions in righteousness. The Word of God gives us instructions in doctrine and reproof and correction and instruction. Very valuable. And so we need to understand the Word of God will hold us on course with faith and fellowship. Fellowship with God, fellowship with one another. He, and the Word of God holds us true to that. There are five words that the Greek uses one word for in the scripture. It's given by the inspiration of God. It's five words in English language, it's one word in Greek. And it's, it's, it's noustos. my best shot at it, I'm not a Greek. God, Theo is God, and uh, Neustos is pneuma, which is breath. God's, God breathed, pneuma is like pneumatics, pneumonia, it's to do with air, and so it's God breathed. So the, the old scripture is God breathed. And so we need to understand that the NIV uh, uh, translates it, all scripture is God breathed. It says it as, as it is in, um, and it says, so God breathed. It, he expired the word of God into the hearts of those who then wrote it, who inspired it, and then wrote it, so we could read it, inspire it, and then expire it. It's it's to do with the breath and the communication, and that's what happened, and that's what it says here. It's given by inspiration. God inspired it into people's lives, and so it was profitable, and we need to understand that. And so, yeah, so when we talk about expire and inspire, and I'm not talking about the, the expired stuff that you find on the shelves of, of, of the supermarket. I, f- I laugh at what, what, what is considered expired or the best buy date in America. You can push it a lot further in Africa, a lot further. <laughs> But, you know, I'm just thinking about the, the, all the safety stuff that we have to do now. I mean, in my days, there, there, were, there was no seatbelts. We had a, a Volkswagen, and the reason why, there was nine of us, so we all could have windows. We all could have windows, so we didn't have to fight over windows. There's more than nine windows, so we all could have a window, but there was no seatbelts. Just my dad's arm. And that was greased lightning. It'll stop you from hitting the windshield. And if you hit those windshields, you would come off second because they made things properly in those days, and they don't fall apart i tell you what, I went to a house. It's nicknamed amongst us, the doll's house. And there, the house, person passed away in 2016. We went in there, 2021. Walked in and the muffins from Publix were still good and proper inside. <laughs> I think that went by the sell-by date, hallelujah. <laughs> but scripture, God, is in, God expires. God said, I received. God explains, I receive, he talks about, it comes out of his breath that he communicated. 2 Peter 1:20. it says, knowing this, that no prophecy, the exhaling of scripture is, is, is to any private interpretation. For the prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. You understand the scripture was done by the inspiration. When inspiration came to these men, they expired it, they communicated it, they wrote it down, it was put in scrolls, it was written for us. And last week, as as we were closing the service, uh, um, Rachel came up and spoke about really encouraging us to to speak those promptings, those words that would would come and be quickened to us. I want to, as a pastor, just give guidance and parameters to that. So it's because it's important that you understand that when we get given these words, I want there to be about accountability. Because sometimes I'll go one-on-one and to say to something, to somebody, and you know there's six conversations happening every time I have one conversation. What I think I heard, what I actually heard, and what I actually said, what they actually heard, and what they actually think they, that you heard. I mean, there's so many things that could go wrong in that little conversation. So I always encourage you, if you have a word for somebody, take somebody with you and say, "Oh, really... And don't come this, thus saith the Lord stuff. Just say, come on, I'm sensing this. I kind of feel God's telling me to kind of convey this. Please do not give directional words that you're going to marry so-and-so or you're going to go to India or that. I've seen so many lives messed up because people have said that. Run that by me first, all right? <laughs> it makes my pastoring job. I need double my salary if you're going to start doing that <laughs> stuff. Right? It's just... It's just but I just want to encourage you that, yes, God's going to prompt us. We are going to be uh, men and women out in the streets giving a now word to people that need to hear a now word from God. And you don't have to get all fancy religious and John 1, 1 says this. No, no, no. Just our kind of sense God is saying. God's saying this. And, uh, and they'll be so touched that God is actually wanting to get something through to them, that there will be all ears. I say, my goodness, I didn't even know God had even saw me. So come, church. Let's be the church. Hallelujah. So it's important that we understand that. So where am I in my notes? I've lost myself. Hallelujah. So we need to hold to all Scripture as it's breathed. Yes, 66 books, 40 different authors, plus or minus. 1,500 years, one author. Important that you understand that. Mind-boggling. We hold to the inerrant of Scripture. It's, there is no error for us. And if you posture yourself and you approach it that way, if you come with the arrogance that you're gonna nitpick and question and doubt and all that stuff, then I tell you that that is arrogance because we are born again by faith. In, in, and trusting in the Word of God. I stepped out the boat when I heard that Jesus had paid for my sins, and I said yes to Jesus, and I said, I'm walking with you, Jesus. I'm gonna live with you, Jesus, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be your son, and, and I'm, gonna, I'm gonna accept you as my Lord. I stepped out the boat when I did that because His Word said, come to me. That's right. His, His Word said, come to me, and I needed to do that. In 1978, I heard the Word, the, the, the word of God preached, expired out of that preacher's mouth and I'd never heard it before. And then I received it and I received it and it inspired change in me, inspired change in me. That's what the breath of God does. The breath of God does that. So don't caution, just don't be one of these people who keep judging the word of God because the word of God is gonna judge us one day. It's gonna measure us, it's gonna... uh, Take our size, and you're going to be found, weighed wanting. And so we need to be warned on that one. Do not speak against the Holy Scriptures, because it's inspired by the Holy Spirit. And the and Bible instructs us carefully on what we must do. So we need to posture ourselves. I, I understand we have questions, and, and we don't understand it. But I'd rather posture it. God, all this is true, but I sure don't understand what you are doing here. And I don't understand what these are. And you will never understand all the scripture. I want to tell you that from now until you breathe your last. And even when you're a while in eternity, you're going to take a while to discover all that was written here. It's more than we can, can handle. And so we need to understand that. Please don't uh, get your theology from the internet. <laughs> oh, man, that causes such problems for us. She guy wakes up having bad pizza and then he puts it on the, on the internet and we've got to deal with the rubbish, oh my Lord. Can I deal with two things, translation and contradiction? Because that always comes and tries to undermine our faith. What about translation? Can I just say that um, we all presume English is gonna be spoken in heaven? <laughs> I think we're a little arrogant if we think that. <laughs> no, we will not be speaking English. I don't know what we'd be speaking, but I'm gonna better start learning now because I haven't even got English down pat yet, so hallelujah. But let's just let's stop and think a little. Just the, the text has been in Greek; it's in Hebrew. There's some of it in Arabic, and so it's been translated. Can you imagine trying to translate Greek into Japanese, and and, and then try the Hebrew into Russian, and trying Arabic into, in, in, into into Mandarin? You're not even talking about Farsi. Have you ever heard Alex speak Farsi? Oh, it's funny. Have you seen him write Farsi? It's like my, these ones that start in. First grade, that kind of writing, it's crazy. It's all pictures, it's funny. But I just wanna say that understanding how to translate into the language that we are in, just look at Greek. Greek says, no, we only have one word for love. The Greek throw multiple words at us. Agape, like storge, like eros love. And we just chuck one. word: I love my dog, I love my wife, I love my country. I mean, I mean. You know, you may know that I just have challenged with English in, 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 in just done. And then like in, in Shona, Shona is our native language that we grew up with. So my brother used to have to grade tobacco and a color green is, is you need to tell him that you need to put all the, the greenish leaves together. They don't have a word for green in, in Shona. So you have to say, so what is that? Color of the leaves. Because we live in the tropics, it's always green. We do not have fall. So they're safe to say the color of the leaves because they always stay green. So you know the, the, the color of the moshisha, That's moshisha. Yeah. And so you understand when there's translations, but you've got to understand Holy Spirit's involved in all this translation, that you will get the message. And, and when you go back to the roots of it in Greek and into Hebrew and all that, you will get the understanding. But don't chuck the, and say, oh, I, mean, I don't trust that translation. I had a guy, man, he says, you only got to preach in the King James. I said, well, then I can't, I've got to stop preaching right now because I'll never be able to read that stuff. Oh, Lord, yeah, no, that'll be funny if you you ever know me trying to read. But let's talk about contradiction. Contradiction is, um, we need to understand that there's the thing called the laws of logic. The laws of logic. And so we need to understand that the second law of logic is the law of non-contradiction. I learned this this week. I have to dig in and understand this stuff because I've got to talk to you about it. (laughs) This relates to two reports of the same event, but they are not identically worded or explained, but it's not a contradiction. As long as the one does not exclude the possibility of the other, then it's not a contradiction. So it says to simplify it more for me. If one statement does not does not disapprove the other, then there is no contradiction. Example, they say, how can Matthew say uh, uh, Judas went and hung himself, and then Luke goes and reports the very same thing, that he fell headlong into the field and his entrails burst open. That's a contradiction. One went and hung himself, the other one went and burst in the field. Hold on. Matthew is a tax collector. You own a tax collectors? Tax collectors just tell you, hey, you owe the tax man $5,000 because you didn't declare this, said and done. Hey, Judas went and hung himself. Yes, he did hang himself. The physician, Luke, let me explain it a little bit more in detail. He hung himself the day before the Sabbath. You know Jesus was put in the tomb, uh, was was hung, and and put in the tomb the day before Sabbath because they didn't want him up on the on the. So the same thing. Oh boy, he went and hung himself on a tree. So he hung there the whole of Sabbath because you're not allowed to touch the dead while in the Sabbath. So he hung there for the whole day. Have you seen an animal when you hang it up for a whole day in the sun, especially the Israeli sun? You bloat. So when he was taken down, the day after the Sabbath. I'm sure it wasn't some meek and mild, gently, he just cut the thing, bam, burst. The truth be told, that's what happened. Is there a contradiction there? No, I don't think so. Why did he fall down? Because men are heavier on the top and ladies are heavier. I mean, they're just different from the bottom, okay? So us guys, when we jump off a building, our head goes down. When you girls jump off a building, go straight down, okay? Just put the science in there. All right. All right, two witnesses. Don't worry, I'll live to tell a story, eh? I can run, eh? That's not my wife. Not my wife. No, So, Sits up like two witnesses at an accident. The pedestrian says, Man, I just saw this car hit into another car. The medic gives a report, man, this guy. His airbags didn't blow, His face smashed against the windshield. His internals eruptured and he bled to death. And the outside said, hey, he had an accident. And that was it. No contradiction. And so we need to understand in the word of God, because we're looking at it, at it from this angle and that angle. I've got a barcode here. Do you see a barcode on your side? No. So if I told you there's a barcode here, you're going to tell me I'm lying because you can't see a barcode. So anyway, moving right along. Hallelujah. Coastal. <laughs> We have got to understand, we've got to put our feet firmly on the Word of God. We are born again by the Word of God. You've got to understand, we have been born again, from a, a, not from a corruptible seed, but an incorruptible seed. And that, uh, that heaven and earth will pass away, but His Word will not pass away. Amen. And I'll tell you what, that, 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 that the, the grass may wither and the flower may fade, but the, the, the Word of God will last forever. That, 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 that the angels are watching over his word to perform it. That's what it is. And that, that, that if we, we understand that the angels are watching over his word to perform it, and that, uh, that those who find his word find life and health to their whole body, that it's sweet, sweeter than honey, that it's finer than gold. That's the word of God. And that, that, uh, that it does not return void, but accomplishes all that it's sent out to do. That the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, able to discern the thoughts and the intents of your heart, the soul and spirit and bone and marrow. That's the word of God. That's the word of God you need to understand that we have and it will live and abide forever. That's the word of God that we need to be rock solid on and stand on. So I'm now going to give you four points about the word of God, the breath of God. that I I took out of Ezekiel. Ezekiel just inspired me so much this week uh, as I've been preparing for this. And it's talked about the valley of dry bones. And I I just wanna give you four thoughts about it, four thoughts about it. But I wanna read the scripture to you. I wanna stir faith within you. I want you to respond to the word today when when I finish preach. I want you to respond because God's gonna touch areas in your life that you all need to respond to. Wherever you be sitting, you may want to stand, you may want to come forward, we want to touch and respond to the word of God. So Ezekiel 37 verse one, it says, the Lord took hold of me and I was carried away by the spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. I want you to know it's bones, not skeletons like we see hanging in front of all people's yards now for Halloween. Not those, no, they're bones discarded everywhere. And he led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were were completely dry, dried out. I mean, he's making a point here. These bones have been out in the sun and they have dried out. And then he he asked me, son of man, can these bones become living people again? He says, oh, sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to to that. And then he said to me, speak his breath. There's power in this breath. Speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscle on you and and cover you with skin. I will breathe into you and you will come to life. And then you will know that I am the Lord. So I spoke this message just as he told me. It's good to have an ear to hear what the Spirit of God's saying and say exactly what it says. Suddenly as I spoke, the breath, it's powerful. As I spoke, there was a rattling noise all over across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. And then as I watched, muscle and flesh formed over the bones and then skin formed over their bones, uh, their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. And then he said, speak a prophetic message to the, to the winds, to the winds, son of man. Speak and uh, a and prophetic, uh, prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath, from the four winds, breathe into these bodies, these dead bodies, so that they may live again. So I spoke the message as he commanded me, and and breathed, and breath came into their bodies, and all came to life, and stood up in their, on their feet, a great army. Don't underestimate the breath of God. Don't underestimate the breath of God's word as it comes out of your mouth. Do not underestimate it. i tell you what, that has stirred me to another level of declaring and speaking to our nation, to our area, to our region, to our loved ones, to our family, to this planet. We need to speak the Word of God because it does not return void, accomplishes all that it's sent out to do. And the angels are watching over to the the Word to perform it. Well, sorry if I get a little excited, but thought. Four truths about the breath of God. The breath of God will bring understanding. The breath of God will, first three says, and then the Lord asked me, son of man, can, though, can these bones become living people again? Oh, sovereign Lord, I said, you alone know the answer to that. You know, we can ask for understanding. We need to ask for Understanding. Because in, one, in James 1.5, 5, 5, it says, if you, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. Hallelujah. There's understanding it, that's there, that comes from the breath of God. Job 32.8 says, but there is a spirit within people, the breath of the Almighty is within them that makes them intelligent. Didn't you know I was intelligent? <laughs> Why? Because the the almighty, the breath is in me. I don't take any glory because I know, I look at myself in the mirror and I think, God, this is a miracle. This is a miracle uh, that I even made it to 60 something. (laughs) And I want to tell you, it says here, the almighty is within that makes them intelligent. There's this, there's, there's times in my life when I've needed a plan and I've needed an answer and suddenly the, a flow of words, a flow of understanding comes and I don't know where the heck it came from, but the scripture just told me where it was, the Almighty. Remember, the Holy Spirit is within us. Understanding comes from within us. Don't say, God, I'm listening, I'm listening. No, it bubbles up from within, from a sp- you're the, the spirit within. That's what happens. And when suddenly a scripture's mentioned, boom, life comes. Suddenly a message, boom. Suddenly I look at nature can speak wisdom from God. That's right. There's so much that we need to understand. The flow of thought, understanding comes to us. If I only could understand, we'll ask the Almighty and He'll bring understanding because the breath of God is there to bring understanding. The second thing the breath of God does, it brings order. Churches bring order to our life, the Word of God. It does that. In verse seven, it says, so I spoke these words just as, I, as He had told me. And suddenly as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Do you understand life and death is in our, t- in our mouth? And, and order and disorder comes out of our mouth. We can speak and the breath of God of order and speak order. When you see something in relationships or see something that, that is not right in the workplace, speak the breath of God into it and watch and watch. Jesus, I mean, you talk about Jesus. He spoke life and he spoke healing and, and he just said, go, your faith has made you whole or your, your, your servant is healed. He spoke it, but he also spoke to, it, uh, he came up to, he was really wanting a fig on a fig tree. Came to the fig tree and there was no figs and he just spoke death over that. Three days later, came back and there was this dry stick. You watch out, Who words, fig tree, watch out. It'll produce in time and season. Psalm 33, six says, the Lord merely spoke and the heavens, heavens were created and he breathed the word and all the stars were born. You talk about God's breath and he brings that order and that order is resident within us if we just yield to it, we just yield to it. He has invited us to co-labor with him, church. We have this privilege of co-laboring with God. And so we can speak his order his, his, his kingdom, his love, his, his, his family into order. In my, in my family, I can speak order into it. Why? Because the word of God is there to speak order into our lives. He wants the rule and reign of God. Genesis 1-2 says, The earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the, the, de- the deep waters and the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the water. And then God said, let there be light. And there was light. Do you understand any couple of days later did he, did he create the sun and the moon? Amen. Light came before even sun and moon decided to pitch up on the scene. Put that in our brain cells. He said light come, order come. The words were spoken. Our words are spirit they their life. And so we need to, to watch over them. Third thing, the breath of God brings strength bring strength and says, and I will put flesh and muscle on you and cover you with, with skin. I will put breath into you and you will, you will come to life and then you will know that I am the Lord. You understand, strength, courage, direction, purpose comes from the word of God as it's breathed, as it's spoken. I don't, I, everywhere we've been, Val and I, in our lives, we've come to church. We've come and submitted ourselves to the word of God. We come and sit, sit under the people that would teach the word of God. Why? Because I want the breath of God on my life. Because it changes, directs you, it gives you purpose. It's, it's all that to us. The word of God is powerful, just as powerful in our mouth as it is in God's mouth. You understand that? When we, because you know, when we, the scripture says, say unto the mountain, whatever that mountain of yours is, speak to that mountain to be removed and be cast into the sea. It's not too hard for us because we we're right here by the ocean. Cast into the sea, whatever that is, we say it. You talk to that mountain about our God. You talk to that mountain about the promises that God's given it. You talk to that mountain about what Jesus accomplished at Calvary for us. You talk to that mountain. You bring the breath of God into it. And there's going to be a whole lot of shaking going on. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Speak to that mountain. Exodus 15 says here, With the blast of your nostrils, the waters were gathered together. Blood stood upright like a heap. The depths congealed in the heart of the sea. And with one breath. Breath, the mightiest army of the day, gone, destroyed. Verse 10, it says, you blew with your, your breath. The sea covered them and they sank like lead in the mighty waters. That's our God, eh? that's our God. Last thought, <sighs> the breath of God brings life. The breath of God brings life. Verse 10, it says, so I spoke the, the message of, God, of the Lord. Uh, As the Lord commanded me, and the breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. (coughs) Tell you what the breath of God is moving. God is speaking over us. God is speaking over us. Give us ears to hear what the spirit of God is saying over us. You are seeing one thing, you are hearing one thing, and God is saying another thing. And so we need to get our antennas up and say, God, what are you saying? Don't go to that, the, 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 the latest channel or the cable channel. They don't have the breath of God coming to you, right. to you. They don't. And you're regulating your whole world, your whole senses, your whole demeanor, your whole emotion around that when you really need to have the breath of God directing you, stirring you, and quickening you. Job 33, 4 says, The Spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. I understand, man. I'm stirred up because the Holy Ghost lives within me. This earthen vessel has a great treasure in you and me. Hallelujah. And Genesis 2 7 says, The Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Church. Man, we gotta get the word of God a priority not a secondary thing, oh yeah, oh, Rod said I need to read the word, no, no. You need to be the preacher of, everybody needs to read this word, you need to announce it, you need to speak it, you need to write it on, the, on your refrigerator, you need, to do, you need to have it before you because it is the breath of God that brings understanding, it brings order, it brings strength, it brings life. You gotta understand that's what happens with the word of God. He didn't leave us defenseless, hopeless, helpless on planet earth. He sent his word. The miracles of the word of God coming in all, those, in, in all those scrolls, hidden in clay pots, hidden for us. And it's here. It's here for us. Hallelujah. So there's a song, Rattle. Some of us know it. I'm asking them to play it. And I want us to be stirred up. I don't want to get emotionally stirred up, but I want to get stirred up in our spirit, man, in our gut. That there is a shaking, there's a rattling, there is a breath of God being breathed on us at Coastal, on those that are hearing us, on the body of Christ, on this county, on this state, on this nation. And we need to understand if he can breathe the whole of earth into existence, he can breathe order into this land. He can breathe understanding into those that need understanding to govern us. He can bring order to this nation as it needs to He can bring life to where death is spoken and death is communicated. We need to stand up in our, in our, in our innermost being and say, we are standing on the word of God. We are standing on the word of God. So if you could just, uh, I want to, you can sing along, you can shout, you can dance, whatever it is. And then I'm gonna ask Maria to come up after as it is. And then I'm gonna invite you to come because some of you need understanding. I can't give it to you, but I know the Holy One who can. There's some of you that need order in your life because things have gone out of order. And God's saying, can you meet me here today? Because I wanna bring order to your life. I wanna breathe order into your life. I want to also, some of you are are waning in strength and emotion and and trauma and stuff. And God's saying, I want to bring strength to you. I want to make you able to stand in the middle of the storm. I want you to be able to hold the flag of victory in the middle of it. And then there's some of you, you just need a good Holy Ghost kick of life because man, (laughs) looks like you're sucking on lemons and God's saying, come on, (laughs) come on, come on, hallelujah. So hallelujah, just posture your heart. And I just, I just, I tell you what, this, there's a whole lot of shaking going on and God's, and I'll come back and, and, and just invite you to come and get prayed for. That's what we wanna do. Praise Lord.